welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of winemakers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the White Zinfandel, and I'm joined by... Uh, Adam, the Smoky Shiraz. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and Debbie, the Pinot Grigio. All right. We, I had to think about that really We hard. somehow all managed to... Despite playing a game consisting entirely of wine, we were just like struggling to think of the names of wines. <laughs> And this is a podcast ostensibly about board games where we try to play through a bunch of board games in our collection then we talk about them. The only way we are going to ever get through the games we own. Uh, And uh, we are talking about a little game called Viticulture uh, from 2013, a game by Stonemaier. It is a uh, a game about owning a winery and making wine sometimes and trying to get some points by growing your uh, wine wine grow up, your winery. Winery, that's what it's called. Your vineyard? It's called a winery. Winery? Vineyard, yes. I guess it's not just a winery. You also own a vineyard and then you've got, you grow grapes and you, uh, you, uh, bottle the grapes and then you leave the grapes. And you got big daddy. You got big papa and you got the mama and, uh, you got, uh, all your little oh, workers. You got a few mamas. <laughs> the mamas and the papas. The mamas and the, mamas and the papa. Oh, right. Look, I don't know. I don't know what the backstory is here. It seems like some sort of a weird, uh, weird, uh, polygamal colony you've got running. Uh, that's not how mine worked. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you guys have the back of the box, so why don't you uh, lug that bastard up on your desk and uh, give us the give us the back of the box promotional material. Oh yes, Viticulture is a worker placement strategy game that allows players to create their own Tuscan vineyard anywhere a table and a friend can be found. You find yourself in rustic pre-modern Tuscany, where you've inherited a meager vineyard. You own a few plots of land, an old crush pad, a tiny cellar, three workers, and the dream of owning the best winery in Italy. Your job is to allocate your workers and helpful visitors to complete various tasks throughout the year. Each season is different on a vineyard, so the workers have different tasks they can take care of in the summer and winter. There's competition over those tasks, and often the first worker to arrive at each one has an advantage over the rest. Using those workers and visitors, you can expand your vineyard by building structures, planting vines, and filling wine orders as you work towards the goal of owning the most successful winery in Tuscany. I mean... If that's not exciting, I don't know what is. Oh, pretty exciting, you know? I like how it's how it talks about how you have this uh, meager, meager vineyard, which only has three plots of land and, like, three servants? Like, it just has workers on it? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a pretty good deal already. Look, I, yeah. I I can't imagine like a vineyard would be hard to find staff for. You know what I mean? Hey, do you want to come chill out in the uh, in the sun and throw some seeds around and you know pick some grapes every once in a while? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then why not? Probably at the end of it, you know, you gotta get to be one of the first ones that samples the wares, if you will. Uh, That's cutting into my profits. I can't have that. Well, I I bet you it still does happen. <laughs> Not on my vineyard. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So uh, this game is um, pretty complicated, so I'm going to gloss over a ton because I don't want this overview to take forever. Um, the The way the game works, so you're going to end up starting the game. You're going to have a little bit of stuff on hand. I don't think you start with too much money, uh, but the, uh, the, way, the way it works is that you get... Uh, you get to pick 
So you have like the way that we played this online. So it's all a bit obfuscated for what the actual board game is because I honestly can't remember. It's been so long. But the the board game on on um, the board game video game on Steam presents you with uh, the the choice. You get the the mama option. There's the there's the mama, and she gives you like two workers and a couple cards or some money or something. I can't honestly remember. It's only been one day, but I've already forgotten. And then uh, the papa pops up, and uh, you you it gives you like another worker and an, a choice between a couple of things. So I think in the in the original game, the way it works is you get this like combination of the mama and the papa, and you get to make some decisions. And so everybody kind of starts off on a little bit different footing. But I think you're guaranteed to have at least three workers and some amount of money and some amount of cards in your hand. Uh, the way the game works is that there are two uh, two rounds, I'm going to call them, but you you have to sort of conserve your workers between these two rounds. There's two seasons. There's the spring, and then there's the fall, and maybe it's the summer. I don't know. It's the not cold time and the and the almost getting to... and the, There's the co- not cold time and the getting to be cold time. And um, cause, does it get that cold in Italy? I don't know. Um, but anyway, the way it works is that at the beginning of your round, you're going to decide amongst you, uh, you're going you're gonna to pick uh, sort of in turn order. You're going to pick what time you want want to wake up and depending on how early you get up uh will determine your player order so if you're if you want to be the right right first up at the top of the order you you don't get any bonuses and you get better bonuses as you go down this like tracker uh so i might decide to take number seven because i'm you know i'm a chill boss and everybody wants to work for me so i another worker just shows up because he's like hey i heard you're a chill boss and doesn't mind that i wake up and we start work at noon and it's like yeah get on board and uh, i'll be the last person to make any sort of decisions during that round whereas everybody else might sort of uh pick earlier times and get like a little bit of money or another visitor card which are uh, another thing that you can use throughout the game or maybe just some points or vine cards which is a way that you get figure out get to figure out what fucking grape you're planting or order cards uh, which are uh, anyway there's there's a lot going on so you pick your wake up time you get your bonus and then you're off to the races um the way the the way the the turns work is that each turn you you take one of your workers and you get to smack them down on one of the spots on the board. Some of the spots will be uh, closed off depending on wh- how many players you have because this is a, a typical worker placement fashion where uh, there is a limited number of options per turn and like whoever gets there first kind of gets a little bit of a bonus and if everybody fills up the area then you might not be able to take that action entirely with a slight exception. Um, basically, everyone's just. Gonna to take their turns putting their dudes down getting the reward or the benefit from uh, activating that square and then uh, once everybody has either used up all their guys or if everybody passes then you go on to the winter side of the board uh, where you get to uh, put your the rest of your dudes down and like the summer and the winter squares are slightly different in a couple of ways because in in the spring and the summer is when you get to use the actions to buy structures plant the grapes and uh, take tours and um, uproot stuff and get vine cards and plant and stuff like that. And then it's the winter and the, the fall and the winter where you actually get to harvest your grapes as well as put the wine into the, or put the grapes into the bottles to make the fizzy juice uh, and as well as like hire more workers. And throughout the spring and the summer, sorry, throughout the spring, summer, winter periods, like there's different cards that you can place. These are called visitors. And the, the one of the big differences and one of the main interesting parts of this game is that there are summer visitors and winter visitors, and they can only be played in those in their like respective seasons. And they have different bonuses, and depending on I, I 
I think I find that like the winter ones are a little bit more powerful um, just because you have to sort of hold on to your dudes throughout. But I mean, that's sort of completely subjective. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of the way the game works is you're just sort of like putting guys down, trying to use up the use up the squares actions as you uh, your your workers actions as efficiently as you can to plant stuff in the summer and then wait for the winter so that you can harvest it and put it into bottles. And it's all in aid in general uh, of trying to uh, fulfill orders. So one of the other cards in the game is these order cards, which will tell you like, oh, if you fulfill this order and you have two bottles of red and they are at least level four, you will get five points and one income because you don't make any real money throughout the game. Like generally you're, you have to spend actions a lot to get money and find visitors to get money. But uh, a lot of these orders will allow you to increase your income. So you'll get like, oh, I get another coin every round. Like that's great because more money is awesome. But the order cards are sort of where you are, where, where a lot of the game lies in terms of just trying to fulfill those to get more points uh, in a quick burst, as well as like increase your income so you have more money to do more stuff later. The way the wine works is that I mentioned on the card that there are levels of wine. So each grape that you plant, each vine that you have will have a like baseline quality to it. And like the longer you leave the grapes on the vine, the better they will get. And as soon as you bottle them, they become that same level of wine, which I, I don't, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a winemaker, so that doesn't really check out, but I mean, what the hell? It's a board game, right? Uh, you, you put it in the bottle. And so if you have a, a three grape and you, you put it into the bottle, you get a, you get a three wine in whatever color the vine, the, the grape happened to be. Um, and the longer you leave it in the bottle, the higher the quality becomes sort of to simulate this aging process um and yeah so you kind of can just leave stuff lying around in your cellar and it will get better and better and that is the main way i found that you can sort of fulfill your orders because a lot of them are like pretty scattered around like the more complicated the order the generally the better the reward um I'm trying to think if I've forgotten anything about the grapes, really. There's a couple types of wine. You get your reds and you got your whites. And then you can, when you get upgrades to your cellar, you can get higher and higher levels of of wines uh, because you need the room or whatever. And the room allows you to start mixing them like some kind of weird alchemist. And that's how you get blush wines. And then you, you mix a couple of reds and a white and then you get sparkling. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, that one's a little, that's, that's a little, a little scuffed, but uh... I'm no chef. But uh, Adam, does that sound right to you? No, not not no. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Judges say no. But anyway, you're, again, what the hell? So yeah, there. I, like I mentioned, I, I sort of blitzed through all the actions, but in general, you're trying to just um, yeah plant plant vines to get better grapes and then bottle them so that you can make wines um, and so that you can fulfill the orders and get points. And whoever gets to 20 points first uh, sort of triggers the end of the game. And at the end of the round, whoever has the most points is the winner. Um, There's a couple other ways to get points. Like uh, the main other way of getting points, I would say, is through the visitor cards because they are, again, I think it's the most interesting part of the game. They are all kind of bananas in a way. So uh, I'm not going to go through a lot of them, but like there are some where it's like, oh, you just use this card and you get to choose uh, whether you want to get two income or, you know, you can give up a wine to get two income or do you want like four points, like give up two wines to get four points or something like they're all very different. They're all they're all 
there's a lot of uniqueness in the in the different cards, uh, which I think is uh, pretty interesting. Um, some of the vines have like requirements. You have to have certain structures and certain structures that you can buy also let you get bonus points for doing things like planting or doing the tasting room tours, which is a way to get money. Uh, if you have a certain upgrade and maybe some certain uh, certain visitors, you can actually get quite a lot of points just from p- sort of showing people around your special vineyard and like showing them the one bottle of wine that you've made. And yeah, so that's essentially the way the game works is like you're trying to get to spaces first so that you can get the bonuses, um, trying not to get locked out of spaces um, and and going through just try, trying to make wine and fulfill your orders. Uh, one of the other interesting things about the workers is that like you can pay to get more workers, but everybody has uh, like you have sort of regular workers, but you also have one uh, what we call big daddy worker, uh, which is the worker that can go onto any space even if it's filled up. So they're sort of your special, uh, you know, last ditch effort at trying to do a thing that you thought you were going to be able to do, but everybody sort of rushed it and screwed you out of being able to do your sweet plan. So everybody will have the option of it, you know, holding on to that guy to be able to do whatever they need to do if if it feels like it's really important to them. Um, one thing to mention as well is like workers don't, uh, you have to save your workers in spring to be able to use them in winter. So uh, what I found in the first round of our playthrough is that you can't just use all your dudes in spring and then hope that they come back to work for you in the winter. They don't, they don't stick around. I don't know why. Probably because it's cold. Um, so yeah, you have to be aware of that. And you also get one extra visitor card uh, every time it uh, transitions from spring to uh, winter. I think they, they call that fall. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's essentially the overview of the game. It is way more complicated than that. And I will tell you right now, the Steam version doesn't do anything to ease you through it with its like, I don't know, what, what did I call it? Like UI soup? Yeah. It was just, yeah. ooh, it was, there's like a lot going on there. Um, but I think it's one of the earlier adaptations of a board game into a video game. So I'll, you know, give them a little bit of slack for that. Otherwise, it is a fairly uh, faithful rendition of the board game in video game form um with the complete with some uh pretty buck wild uh sound effects and uh, very nice um sort of tuscan music going on throughout if you're into that sort of thing um the ambiance yeah <laughs> yeah every time someone what was it every time someone like uh harvests their wine harvest a vine debbie just heard this drip and she thought there was a pro- she just kept saying oh the drip i was like Ugh. yeah weird anyway it's a very disturbing noise it's like a like a scene out of Macbeth, you know it's like ah just make it stop no it's driving me crazy exactly the drip the drip and uh, adam did not lift a finger to help her anyway uh so we are uh that's about what i'm gonna do for the overview it doesn't go over everything there's a like i said there's a lot going on there's a lot of interconnected stuff right so you gotta have the card to be able to plant the vine you gotta have the vine to make the grapes the grapes get better over time you harvest the grapes to make the wine you let the wine sit in the cellar for long enough and it gets better and better which is only really useful for again doing like wine tours and uh fulfilling orders and i I don't even think you can really sell it like if you sell it you just get money and money's not really worth points i don't think so yeah that's essentially how the game works um did i miss anything of great importance i guess no i i agree that there's a there's a lot of moving parts and it's there the good 
and bad part of it is that they are all interconnected like there's there is a lot going on in the game and it's that's so um this is this is absolutely like bar none one of my favorite games ever uh the definitely not the steam version but the the game like the board <laughs> the board game itself um is like this this is this one ranks very highly on my top whatever list um it's like it's part of what i like about it is that there are so many moving parts and i'll admit it's been a while since i've played this so i even i happen to have forgotten a lot about it and went and sent all my workers out during uh i guess what we're referring to as spring which i'm the first half of the season especially because like the the steam version you don't see the entire board you have to like click a button to even recognize that there's a second half to the to the board kind of thing i completely forgot about it turns out everyone else forgot about it too so i mean hey we were all sitting on the same level playing field um but this game is just brilliant in the sense that you know there is there's so many so many pieces and you can you can't just tunnel on one piece like you. You need a little bit of everything. And that's part of what makes it so beautiful to me, because then it becomes a matter of like, I need it all. But like, at what point do I go here? And at what point do I go there? And, you know, then all of a sudden somebody sneaks a worker in before you and you're like, oh, well, that's not great. <laughs> and so now you have to reevaluate your plan and. It's, uh, it's oh, this game is so good. It's so it's so good. And I'm, I'm kind of upset that the, that the implementation that we did play didn't really do it justice. Like, I mean, it, it was nice to be able to play it digitally. Uh, it was nice to kind of have a lot of the, the pieces automated for you. Um, I, I really hope that this is a game as, as we're starting to see more and more board games, uh, come to digital and not not just like tabletop simulator mods, but actual real fully fleshed out digital experiences. And I, I hope that as things progress, like, I mean, for example, the the job that was done on on uh, terraforming Mars, for example, was was incredible. And I, I do hope that Stonemeyer or somebody goes back to this game and gives it a second look. And maybe gives it something more like that style of treatment. As I, I personally, I think the game is worth it, and um, I think that that like a, a really nice implementation of this would do really well. Because I know that um, from a, from some people I've talked to, there's uh, I've talked to plenty of people that that are reluctant to play the game because it does have so much to it. Uh, so a lot of people who are maybe newer to to hobby board games and stuff like that. But I think that there's I think that there's a place for it. And I think that if uh, if an, if an, if they put a little bit of a, a bit more makeup on it or a nicer package to it, that you might get some more people out playing it. I enjoyed like, OK, so the first I guess the first thing that I want to say is that it's unfortunate that the um, that the game does it have the expansion? Like, can you no. put the expansion no. on it? OK, that's what I thought. So I think it's unfortunate because they did. There are things that got cleaned up uh, with the expansion that made the game kind of 
in many ways kind of play a little better. Um, and so it's unfortunate that, that you can't get the expansion um, on the digital version. So I had that, you know, my first thought. Um, other than that, uh, the thing that I really liked about the digital version is that it does speed the game up. So this game is typically pretty long in the tooth. Um, this is a game that you can expect to be looking at for a little while. Uh, I think that that's potentially one of its downsides just because of the fact that, um, it, it is very segregated when somebody is, you know, figuring out their turn and doing their thing. Nobody else can do anything. Everybody's kind of sitting and waiting. Um, and they're, there isn't much to really hold uh, hold your attention in a lot of ways. Um, and so I liked the fact that, that the digital version does speed that up. I mean, quite a bit. I was really surprised that we were, that we completed this game in uh, under two hours, mm-hmm. like an hour and a half. Uh, that I've never played a game of viticulture that has been that short ever. Um, <laughs> so that says a lot. But it's, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I quite enjoy this game. I don't know that I enjoy it nearly as much as Adam does. Um, I like the complexity of it. I like the fact that you really have to kind of sit there and think about it, but it doesn't always hold my attention, uh, which is a bit on the unfortunate side for me. Um, I, you know, I, I like having the puzzle kind of constantly making me think, um, and this is not always there for me. Uh, I think that it's better in person. Um, because you do really kind of have to evaluate, I guess, all of your, all of your options in maybe a little bit different of a way. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, I, I think that it is a little more kind of engaging, uh, in, in person. Uh, it is fun to kind of take somebody's spot. I mean, that's quite enjoyable because usually Adam screws me over and this time I got to screw him over. I mean, a couple times. Very vocal. Yeah. Very vocal yeah, about it. it i know and i was very proud of myself <laughs> for that <laughs> well i just because i i'd like a sandbag that i don't even remember what position that was but i was like i'll put it off i'll put it off and it's like okay fine i'm gonna i'm gonna go because it like it hasn't seen a ton of action it's seen a little bit but i'm like okay now's the time you know like i really gotta start making these moves and then lo and behold i go there and there's already you know debbie's workforce is already working away and like hey what the well, hey, hey you know like why don't you guys go back to your own damn vineyard or whatever <laughs> yeah. it's it's definitely like i like the aspect that there that you do kind of have to evaluate the the pro of being able to utilize that bonus or even blocking somebody from being able to utilize that bonus um that that is fun i i do kind of enjoy that um but for me i mean I like the I like that it's faster online, but I think I like the experience in person better. Um, and I think it makes enough of an impact that I'm not super excited about our playthrough yesterday. Um, just because I, I do think that it it really does affect kind of how the game plays when you're not in person. So, how many people can this play? I don't I don't recall. Six uh, with the expansion. Six. Nope, six is the standard. Six is the standard. There you go. Yeah. Also, just just as a word of note, the expansion is absolutely brilliant. Um, the the expansion. So so normally, like we just discussed, the um, 
you get two kind of rounds, two seasons worth of actions. Whereas in the with the expansion, it uh, makes it so that you're doing something in all four of the seasons. It just adds. It it doesn't necessarily add more places, but it just reevaluates where a bunch of the places are, and it's it's awesome. Man, is it good! God, just thinking about the expansion gets me uh, even more excited. Oh, I love this game. Oh, I think spring is technically when you pick like your wake up times, and then summer's the 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 summary board part, and then falls like the you oh, you get a card, and then winter's winter where you're harvesting yes. for some reason. But yeah. So you, you're saying the expansion lets you do more things in each of the seasons, which is kind of cool. It, it just splits things up. So instead of having six or seven locations that you can go to in spring, maybe that means you only have three or four locations to go to in spring. But then there's another three or four locations in summer and then and then three or four locations in fall, three or four locations in winter. So it, it just means like that you need to kind of pay a little more attention to who's holding workers over. Because if everyone's holding workers over going into winter, for example, somebody's not going to get to place them all because there's only so many spots. And it's I think that that's I don't want to say that that's like what drives the fun of it, because that's not true. Like, it, it just it adds what I feel is just another layer of complexity onto already a really beautiful puzzle. And I just I like I said, I really enjoy that. And the expansion just makes it even better. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. I'd like to uh, I'd like to give that a try. Like as a as like a first I remember I think I've only played this I think this might be my third or fourth time mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like it is a very overwhelming game to start with because it's like here's you know it's like here's all the, all the shit you can do and like it's it's hard to get your head around what you need to do and which things to pay attention to. So like it is definitely not a beginner friendly type experience. If you're playing with like experienced people, you're probably just going to get like shit stomped and like, that's fine. But it, because you mentioned like the game is so long for, for what it is and the turns can take a while because like not Mm -hmm. everybody is very swift at making their decisions. I don't know if you know anyone like that, (laughs) Uh, but, um, Yikes. <laughs> but like it can it can make things it can make things pretty pretty hard to like you said keep your attention. I think that's where I fall mostly on this. Like for me the game is a bit like it, it's a very good game. It's a very solid design. I just it doesn't hold my attention very well. Um I think part of that might be the um like I I generally lean towards theme a little bit more heavily than a lot of people just because like if i can pretend that i'm a space pirate or something it doesn't yeah, i mean it's, i'll just i'll just disappear into that for a little while but like i don't know it's just like i'm just bumming around a vineyard which i mean would be a cool lifestyle but it's not something i dream about um so there's not a lot to hold uh somebody's interest if they're not like really into the mechanics um like you said if you are if your friends are taking a long time to do their thing like you can't really like after you've sort of assessed what you've got in your hand and everything you're sort of just waiting around for like somebody to do something and for it to get around to your turn and that can be pretty pretty dull i do like that they have the big papa which means that like if there's something that you need to do you can just do it you just have to hold on to that guy until he's absolutely necessary uh not just like stomping his ass down in the first spot and hosing yourself for no reason um i really like the the visitor cards i think like my favorite part of this game is just like getting a handful of this weird 
shit to do because uh, I think that's like the most dynamic part of how 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 the game works. And like I find that a lot of the fun is just getting like a bunch of random stuff and trying to make the best of it. Um, that's the sort of thing that I like about about this game. And it's like it's a really good game, especially because it's like. Um, there's a lot of different paths to victory. I mean, it's all all generally going to come down to making wine, but like you can get a, a decent number of points just by being weird and like planting stuff and then uprooting it and then taking people on tours and <laughs> showing people around and not actually making anything. It's like, huh, you, you're not much of a you're not much of a winemaker, but you're a hell of an entrepreneur. Like it doesn't make sense, but I've heard of instances where uh, where people have won by not making a lot of wine, uh, which is pretty funny. And I don't know if that sort of thing is enhanced or like detracted from in the expansion, but just the idea that you can sort of go and and there's like these different paths to victory depending on what you get and like the the directions you choose. It's a it's kind of funny, um, and I, and I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's like, it's a very beautiful game. It's very fun to play sometimes. Like, I think it's like a once, once in a while, I'll, you know, think about playing it. I, I actually tried playing it solo because I was like, I'll give Viticulture a try. And I opened it up and just was like bombarded by the UI and just like, oh, X'd out of that. Because I, oof, <laughs> there's, oh, I did not know where to start with that bad boy. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I agree with what you said. I hope somebody comes around and makes it like a, maybe a more cleaned up streamlined version of this because who boy um yeah uh what what else I, I actually wrote some stuff down i'm getting professional it's only been a year and a half uh yeah so the theme's good systems are good i like the visitors uh length got that uh length of the turn i got everything and i'm also not much of a wine guy like the theme kind of bounces off of me just because like i don't know it's it's a bunch of grapes in a bottle it's fine um but yeah it's i i like the game like i'll 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 definitely i won't turn a game down it's just you know like you say it's pretty long you gotta you gotta be in it for the long haul and like i don't have too many like awesome memories of playing a game of viticulture you know so it's not oh. it's not something that sort of like sticks out in my mind but it is a very solid game and you know if you like the idea of owning your own vineyard and this is something that you're that you're into like it's probably it's probably a game for you also it's very thematic to just get shit-faced while playing this game which is if i <laughs> click through board game geek there's a there's a lot of people just getting fucking wasted playing this game. So, I mean, yes that's also yes. that's also an option it's a social it's a social experience and if this is what what it takes to get everybody hammered fucking go let's for it, go you know? yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i think that it's if you, if you can play this game in a in a situation where you are distraction free that is the ultimate way to play this game because it's like if you're if you're on a computer you're uh i mean the temptations you you bet yeah. your ass i was multitasking the temptations are there right um, if you have kids, I think that it is, this is not the kind of game that is easy to play with kids around because you kind of, you know, getting distracted is easy. And then it, I think, puts you at a distinct disadvantage in the game. Um, but if you have the opportunity to just kind of sit back with some friends and, uh, and play this game, it is very enjoyable. Uh, it has a lot of puzzle aspects to it, um, but you need to kind of, you need to create that 
bubble for yourself, I think. Um, Because when you do pay attention to the game, there are a lot of things to look at. And there are a lot of scenarios, like you guys said, to really, um, to really think about, because you can easily tunnel vision yourself and say, you know, uh, I have to, I have to be, you know, cycling my wines, and I have to be doing this in order to win the game. Um, but you know, when you stop and think about it, there are other ways of doing it. And, you know, um, that's, that's the enjoyable part about this game. But in order to get there, I mean, like I said, you have to be kind of in that optimal situation where, you know, you're given that opportunity to really allow those brain juices to flow. Brain juices and wine juices probably don't mix very well. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. I mean... Not for me, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Debbie, brain juices and wine juices do not mix well. Mm. Party time. (laughs) Get it. I mean, how how many times have we been out at the lake and somebody's made some sort of comment about Debbie's into the juice? I mean, games tend to be a little easier at that point. (laughs) (laughs) If not out there, then where? Then where, Debbie? Then where? I think we were like, I feel like we're tweaking some PTSD for a dear friend of ours, but yeah. <laughs> you think that this is like my, my directed ballistic missile right at Matt? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt has had the experience of playing with Justin and Justin is the kind of guy that likes to play games in the non-conventional manner. And Justin won by not planting or making any wine he made he made the one bottle that was necessary to get points off of showing people around the farm like yeah and that was it and then he won and i do not believe matt has ever played this game (laughs) since (laughs) that's that's probably my favorite story for some reason i don't know why (laughs) i just think it's fucking hilarious it's a little it was a little it was a painful moment Matt gets burned by an unconventional play like once and he's just like, fuck this game forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I let me tell you, when you play this game against Matt, Matt will I will kill you every time. True, true. I have never seen Matt lose this game. And so I think that that probably had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Justin has entered the chat. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, as it's good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> See, there are good memories that come along with this. I wasn't, but I wasn't there. Like, yeah, I would have yeah, exactly. enjoyed. Yeah. I would have enjoyed experiencing that. Yes. Anything else from anyone, or should I go on to reviews? You can move yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, for my review, my review scale is on like this keep or not keep scale. I keep calling it. Well, it's not much of a scale. Uh, I don't own this game. Um, so I, if I owned this game, would I keep it in my collection? I'm not sure because the the it's definitely a very nice game. I mean, I would probably keep it around just because I don't think that there are many wine themed games, and I tend to sort of keep things around based on whether there's sort of a uh, a category that it fills. So in this case, like I'd probably keep it around just for the theme alone. I do think that it would be one that would sort of sit on my shelf and languish quite a bit <laughs> um age uh oh damn it that one, that one was, it was right there and i missed it that was witty shit that was witty damn it ah <laughs> uh, it was right there and i almost missed it uh, anyway uh yeah so it probably yeah um 
but it is a it is a very good game. Um, it's definitely for people who like mechanics. Um, and you know, if you're into wine, like I said, it's probably probably up your alley. You know, get some friends together, crack open a bottle or six, and uh, you know, enjoy yourself. Um, the Steam version is a you know I. I mean, oof. I don't. I don't think I could recommend it. I think it's probably like it probably does the trick in a pinch during a pandemic. If this is like your favorite game, like it's probably worth checking out. But it is pretty rough. Um, I don't think it doesn't feel like it like takes advantage of what you can do in a in a video game in a computer. So I'd I'd probably like steer clear of that. Maybe there's a different platform to try this game out on. I don't know. Um, but in person, the game is you know quite enjoyable to play. Like Debbie said, try to you know create an atmosphere in which you're not constantly surrounded by distractions and you're, you're going to have a pretty decent time. I really like the cards. I really like the, uh, you know, the, uh, the randomness that gets interjected and just trying to like cobble together a cool vineyard, um, uh, based on sort of what, what is being given to you and, you know, trying to make all those systems work is quite satisfying. It's just, you know, length and, uh, you know, me not being super into wine and length of turns is, is kind of a big turnoff. So it's kind of on the edge for me. If there was a different wine game that I knew of and I liked, I probably wouldn't keep this one around. But like, you know, if it's kind of the only one, I might consider it a keeper, quote unquote. I'm not going to go out and get it, though. It's it, it takes too damn long and you guys own it already. And so do my other friends. So I'll just play with you guys. I won't turn a game down. It is a fun game. Um, just, you know, all those caveats that I said before still apply. So, yeah. Uh, Debbie. All right. So I am on a five-point scale. Um, this is, uh, for me, this is a five. Uh, it it does kind of tweak kind of and 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 press the right buttons. It does make me think in, in different ways. Um, I mean, it it's odd because this is kind of your, your standard worker placement. Um, but there's other mechanisms that are in there that really kind of tie it into this, you know, um, nice package where, um, I find that a lot of worker placements are, are very, uh, what's the word? Uh, they just, you, you just, you can basically, you can, you just have to choose where you want to put your person first. Whereas in this game, it's not just about where you want to put your person first. You have to pre-plan and you have to have other, um, pieces in place in order for you to be able to actually accomplish, um, the next step. Right. And so, um, each worker placement essentially builds on the last worker placement and it, and it kind of becomes a bit of an assembly line and somebody comes in and, you know, sticks a wrench in your assembly line and that sucks. Um, and how do you recover from that? And, and so those aspects make this kind of a different enough, um, and enjoyable enough that I, I do really enjoy it. Um, it does take a long time. I, I can't deny that. I like the fact that it kind of got sped up a little bit online, but I mean, beyond that, there's not a whole lot of advantage. I don't think to the online version. Um, I do know that it exists on tabletopia. Um, so I'd kind of be curious to know what that looks like. Um, but you know, for me, I, I absolutely adore this game. It is a five out of five. Um, most people, I'd say I'd probably go into the four out of five. I think that you should take caution when you come into this game because there is so much going on. It is very overwhelming. It is relatively convoluted um, and can get very frustrating if you're, you know, um, 
if you're not one to really be able to pay attention enough to remember that you do have to, you know, build the foundation of the house before you can build the house. Like it, it just doesn't work any other way. Um, there's a lot of games where, you know, you can skip the foundation, but the house is going to fall apart. This is not one of them. You have to build it top or bottom up. No other way to do it. So, um, it, there is caution in this game. Um, you, you gotta be willing to, to dive deep in this one, but, uh, amazing. If, if you're a Euro gamer, this is, uh, this definitely is a, is a big one for the Euro community. Um, Adam, how about you? Uh, this game sucks. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, this, this is, this is it. Like this, this is it. Um, I love this game. I fuck. I love this game. This is, this is like as 10 out of 10 as it gets. Um, this is easily, like I said, one of, if not the favorite game that I own. It, well, I mean, there is, a, there is one, uh, one game that, that probably could contest that title and does contest that title. Schmoomhaven. Pardon me? It ra- rhymes with Schmoomhaven. Yeah, something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah, this this game is a 10 out of 10. I love this game. I think everybody should play this game. I understand that it's a little steep of a learning curve. Don't go into it thinking that you're just going to like clean up right away or that you're just going to get it right away. But if you can get it and then if you can get the Tuscany expansion, uh, there's also one called like, oh, God, what is it called? Like visitors on the moor or something. Uh, Don't worry about that one. That's just a bunch of different visitor cards, which a lot of them got printed to my knowledge. I could be wrong on this. Go ahead and tweet me if I'm if I'm way off here. But it I believe that a bunch of the the new visitors got printed when they released the essential edition. So you're going to have some overlap if you pick up visitors on the moor as well. Uh, definitely pick up Tuscany though. God, does it ever add such an incredible extra layer onto the game? Yeah. Pick it up, play it. You try and find, maybe avoid the steam version, the standalone steam version. It's fine in a pinch, but it's really, (laughs) it's, it's really not. Um, again, this is one that I like, please, if you're out there listening, please give this the terraforming Mars standalone treatment and then charge, you know, $15 or something or, or $20 to pick it up kind of thing, please. Uh, it deserves that sort of a treatment. And I think it would really benefit from it. Play it on tabletop though, or play it like on your kitchen table, tabletop, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Cause I said table topia. Yeah. So I did not know what you meant. <laughs> It's getting more confusing by the minute. Oh, man. Yeah, True. Is. <laughs> it's like we're all been drinking or something. Bring on the wine. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, God. All right. Cool. Well, uh, to close things off, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you uh, have any comments that you want to fire at us, you can get a hold of us at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. You can tell me how much I've missed the mark on this, I guess. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you want to help us out you can share this around and do whatever subscribing and you know ratings or whatever would be great uh we are missing justin today but if you feel like you need to get a hold of him for some reason to tell him your favorite bum wine you can uh wait your favorite (laughs) (laughs) your favorite (laughs) i can't Dear God. I just realized the way that sounds like it was made in his bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, whew. 
if you want to, oh, and if you want to get a hold of Justin and tell him your favorite, uh, your favorite brand of wine, you can find him at Don't Trust Justin. And don't worry, he'll be back soon, uh, stronger than ever. Uh, Debbie, um, I don't know how to follow that up, but uh, you guys can get me on Instagram and Twitter at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M R S W H Y N. And, uh, yeah, you guys can get us as a group on Twitter as well at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. You know, we, you know, want to know what you like, uh, anything that there's that, you know, you don't like. If you don't think we're funny, I mean, hey, let us know. I don't know if it's going to change anything, but I'll have to come up with better jokes. Yeah. We'll work on that. Uh, but no, I mean, we really do like to hear from you guys. Um, we're not just here for ourselves. We're here for you guys, too. So uh, hit us up on Twitter at CGS Podcast. Adam, how about you? Guys, you can catch me on social media at For The Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For The Win. Um, right now on stream, I am still wrapping up. Uh, Yakuza. Yakuza, yeah, like I got hit by the the mini game. Um, yeah, got, got hit by the mini game bug. So I've been racing go karts and playing baccarat, and <laughs> it's it's all crazy. Going to the batting cage—that's friggin' cool. All the things you expect to do in a game about gangsters, <laughs> like yeah, that's very odd. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 really fun. I'm also, of course, the new Path of Exile League. Despite all the drama that started on League Start, it is now running and functioning properly, and I'm uh, I'm having some fun with my Cold Snap Vortex Occultist. Not that many of you may may or may not know what that means. So uh, yeah, come catch me on stream and let's uh let's hang out it'll be fun yeah that's it yeah yeah come hang out uh thank you again so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you have the great rest of your day and we will be back at you next week with something fun thanks again bye Bye.